praise the Lord, and thank you for joining us at the Upper Room Church. Listen in as Pastor Johnson teaches the Word of God, gives us encouragement, and midweek refuel to run this spiritual race. Tonight's lesson will be entitled, A Glimpse of Glory. Let's get into here, I want to use for subject matter, uh, my little talk, my little speech here. Uh, I want to talk to you about a, a man named Paul. Everybody know Paul. God gave this man a glimpse, a glimpse of glory. Gave him a glimpse of glory. You know, I, I, I would to God that the Lord would give all of us a glimpse of glory. And uh, if he did that, I believe we would uh, we'd put a little pep in our step. I believe we wouldn't move so slow if we had a glimpse of glory. God, God gave Paul, the apostle Paul, a glimpse of glory, and it put a pep in his step. It made him, it gave him the energy that he needs, the push that he needs, the enthusiasm. That, it gave him everything, the energy that he needed to go on and do a work for the Lord. I think that's really what's missing in a lot of people's lives. Uh, they really need a glimpse of the Lord. David said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good and um, his mercy endures forever. If we ever really got to know God, a lot, many, 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 so many, they don't know him. They heard about him. Heard other folks talk about him. Read a little something about him, but they don't really know him. When you really get to know the Lord, it does something for you. I want to go over some scriptures here this evening about a man named Paul who had a glimpse of glory. And I want to show you what it did to that man, the difference that it made in his life. So many of God's people uh, beginning, uh, they, 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 they slowing up, slowing down, seem like they're getting tired, seem like they're running out of steam. Oh my! But I tell you, I'm fired up, y'all. I'm so I'm so energized. Uh, I had a person told me that Thomas, I wish I had the energy you got. I said, I wish I could give it to you too. But God, I'm so fired up and I'm so energized. Uh, it's like that old battery on TV that energizes. It was it keep a uh, uh, take a licking, but it keep on ticking. I'm so fired up. I'm so energized about going into 2024. I don't know hardly what to do with myself. I don't hardly know which way to go. But uh, I'm, I'm going to ask God to direct me. And uh, let's go to the word of the Lord. Uh, in, the, in the book of Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, this is a, 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 a picture of Paul. God gave Paul a glimpse of glory. Now, before, before Corinthians, uh, God gave him God gave Paul a, a glimpse of glory in uh, the book of Acts, where God uh, uh, shined a light from heaven down into Paul's life and uh, called him into ministry. And uh, God did something for him. And what God did for Paul, we really need God to do that for us. But I won't, I won't, I won't revert back to, um, I won't go back to the book of Acts. I'm just going to deal with two scriptures, three. I got three scriptures I'm going to give you, and I'm going to let you go. Um, here in, in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, Paul is telling the Corinthian saint about a vision of the Lord that he had. And I like the way he styled it. He, he, he tells this story about a man who God gave him a vision of the Lord in heaven, but, but, but he styled it as though uh, the person is not him. He, he, he styles it as a person that, that, is, that likes it. it's another person. I mean, he was an awesome writer. You know, he sort of remind me uh, of his writing, sort of remind me of a uh, trying to think of a mystery movie that used to come on TV a long time ago. Uh, 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 I think his name was Hancock, uh, some kind of Hancock. Anyway, he wrote mystery movies. Uh, and you, 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 you find out, you, you, you watch it and you see how it 
unfolds and uh you you get the moral story as you get to the end of it and uh and so let's take a look at what paul is is saying right here about this individual person that uh god gave a glimpse of heaven uh chapter 12 verse number one uh verse one said it is not expedient for me doubtless to glory i will come to vision and revelation of the lord then he goes on to say verse two I knew a man, note how he's styling his writing, I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago. This was 14 years ago. I knew this individual, whether in the body, I cannot tell, or whether out of the body, I cannot tell. God knows such a one was called up to the third heaven. So Paul is saying this particular person that I knew in Christ 14 years ago, uh, he said, in the body, I can't tell out of the body. He said, I don't know what I, oh, I was in my body, in my body or out of my body. You know, people have an out-of-body experience, okay? You know, like they might go into a coma or something, and they have this out-of-body experience, or they might, uh, uh, their spirit might rise above their body, and they can look back down and see their body lying on the table. Uh, so Paul is saying, I don't know. Uh, did I have an out-of-body experience? Was I in the body, out of the body? I don't, I, I really don't know. Because, uh, man, I was just in the spirit, and I don't know how God did it. But he said, I cannot tell, or whether out of the body, I cannot tell. God knows. But he said, such a man was caught up to the third heaven. This individual was caught up to the third heaven. So he got a glimpse of glory, caught up to the third heaven. Oh, my goodness. You might say, well, I didn't know it was three heavens. Yeah, there's three heavens. You know, there's three heavens. And and, 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 and and the third heaven is where we want to be. That's where the Lord is, and that's where we want to be. See, the first heaven you get into, you you, you get on into the uh, the sky, the, you know, and in the, in, in the second heaven, you get on up into the milky, milky white way. And then the third heaven, you just blast on into glory where Jesus is. Uh, but... Um, you know, here he said, this person was caught up into the third heaven. That's where the Lord was. He said, I knew such a man. I knew this man. Uh, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell God. No, there it is. But verse 4 said, uh, how that he was caught up into paradise. And he heard unspeakable words, which is not lawful for a man to utter. He said, this man was caught up in the spirit, went up to the third heaven, and he heard some words that were spoken, uh, that was uh, unspeakable words, which not lawful man, not for a man, I'm talking about a human, natural man. What I heard was not really lawful for a natural, fleshly man to hear. The person that hear these things should be a, spiritual man, I have a spiritual body. He said, I heard things that just wasn't lawful for, for a man uh, to utter. First five said, of such a one will I will I glory, yet of, of myself I will not glory, but in my infirmities. So Paul said, I'm not going to glory in myself, but I'll glory in my infirmities and in my sickness and what I'm going through. I praise the Lord, not glory in that about how God brought me out. Verse number six says, for though, for, for though I would desire the glory, I shall not be a fool, for I will say the truth. But now I forbear, lest any man should think of me above that which he seemeth me to be, or that he hear of me. So what Paul is saying, I, I, I'm not going to glory, I'm not going to brag about it, because I, I really don't want people to think uh, too highly of me uh, because of what I uh, what I seen, what I heard, and sometimes you know I, I find this in ministries and uh, uh, all over the world and well-renowned ministers. Sometimes people uh, they they lift pastors and, and and leaders up too high. They lift them up higher than they should be. Oh, they they're just a man. They're just a man. They're like. Just like I am, they just but don't lift them up too high. Uh, 
you know, so Paul said, uh, what I what I saw and what I heard, I don't really want people to, uh, I don't want to glory, and I, and I want to boast about it uh, because people think I'm bragging, boasting about myself. And so uh, he said, lest any man should think of me above that which he sees me to be. So I, I do think personally that some people have made, they don't know it, but they have made gods out of out of pastors. They have made gods out of just men, you know, ministries. And they, they think too, they think so highly of them. It's okay to think highly of a, a man of God. But you 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 gotta keep man in his proper place. You know, I know some 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 great preachers in this world, and I thank God for them, and I learn a lot from them. But I know I know their place. They'll never take the place of God. They'll never take the place of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. These men are just great men from God, and that's all. Make sure we keep them where they're supposed to be. Now, verse number seven says, and unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations that was given to me, a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buff me, lest I should be exalted above measure. So Paul said, this person that I knew 14 years ago, he said, lest I should be exalted above measure. Look, this man was so endowed by God and so anointed by God so heavily in the scripture and knew so much about God versus uh, uh, the, the ordinary man, he said, uh, he said, lest I should be exalted above me, uh, uh, above. he said, lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelation. God gave him revelation on, I mean, some of the, the hardest things in the Bible to understand. God gave this man revelation and, and on it, on the subject, that he understood it and it can unfold it, can unravel it and explain it to a baby. God just gave him that kind of understanding. Remind me of what Jesus told the, the, the disciples. <clears throat> Scripture said <clears throat> in the book of Luke 24 and 47, it said, um, of course, when he suffered Christ to, uh, wanted the disciples to go and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Then it said, and then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scripture. You know, brothers and sisters, it's so good to understand God's word. God, if you don't, if you're reading your Bible, sometimes you don't understand it, and we all have been there. The Bible said, then open he their understanding. Pray and ask God, Lord, give me understanding to what I'm reading. Or if you're not reading or if you're listening to it, ask God to sharpen. See, God can do two things. God can sharpen your ears that you can hear things and you can pick it up. God can sharpen your understanding when, when things are being read, you can able to comprehend it. Some people, some people, they, 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 there's several different learning skills. Some people can, uh, they, they, they can read it and they can learn it, and they can understand it. Some people are hands-on, and they can get it. I don't know what your learning skill is or what learning skill might be. Thank you, thank you, Sister My throat was getting kind of irritated. I don't know what your learning skill is, how it works. Are you a hand-on person, the kind of hand-on person? I grew up that way. I'm the kind of person hand-on training. If you show me something uh, one or two times, man, I got it. Or if you showed it and I just watched you do it, man, I got it. And, 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 and if you don't watch yourself, I'll probably beat you doing it. So I'm the kind of hands-on guy in learning. And then there, there are some people, they are bookworm. They can read it. They can read the book. They can read and read and read it, and they can just comprehend it. Some people both ways. They can read and comprehend it, and then they're hands-on, uh, and they can get it. However, however God give it to you, 
if he, if he give it to you where your mind is sharp, if he give it to you where your ears and eyes are sharp, the main thing is that you get it, right? Main thing is that you get it. And so then he opened their understanding that they might understand the scripture. But here Paul said, as though, he said, unless I should be exalted above measure, verse 7, uh, through the abundance of revelation. Sometimes, sometimes God can give you so much, so much revelation, so much wisdom and knowledge that that people, people, everybody won't be able to comprehend you. I I, I don't want too much revelation. I, I knew one man, he was, I mean, I was told of this individual. This man was so smart, he was just like a genius. You know what though? But couldn't nobody understand him. What what good is all that knowledge, all that understanding? You're a genius, but you can't break down what you got to to the common man. You ain't no good to nobody. My goodness, all that learning and training you got, it ain't good to, for nobody and to nobody but you. I, I told uh, uh, this individual, telling me about this guy that was so smart, a pastor, he was so brilliant. He was so smart. He went wrong. He messed up. He erred from the faith, and he got out of the will of God. And, he, and the preacher was telling me how smart and how brilliant he was. And I told him, I said, you know what? I don't want to be that smart. That's too smart. You're too smart for your own self. Uh, I don't want to be that smart. I just want enough to make it in. Man, I feel like that. I don't want to be the smartest man in the world. I just want enough to make it in. That's all I need. What you going to do with all that? I just want enough to make it in. So he said, lest, lest I should uh, 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 get beside myself through the bonus of revelation, they were giving me a thorn in the flesh. The messenger of Satan came to buff me, lest I should be exalted above measures. And so here, this particular person, he, he was so anointed, so dynamite in the scripture. He was just such a brilliant, brilliant individual in the scripture. But to keep this man humble, to keep him humble, God had to give him a thorn in the flesh. He allowed the messenger of Satan to come and buff him. And, and keep to keep him humble. Sometimes people they're too smart for their own selves, and sometimes you know you you, you got to remember who you are and where you came from. And so God allowed Paul. And Paul, when I think about the life of Paul, how God changed him, Paul, you know, we got all the other apostles, Peter, John, James, and Matthew, Bartholomew, and and, and, and all all these guys. But you know what? Paul wrote over half of the New Testament book. He wrote the, almost a whole New Testament. Paul wrote it. Peter didn't write but two chapters, First Peter, Second Peter. James didn't write but one chapter, James. John just wrote John. But Paul wrote almost everything. He wrote Galatians, Ephesians, uh, First Thessalonians, Second Thessalonians. Oh, uh, he, he wrote almost the New Testament. This man was so dynamite. But God had to do something to keep him humble. Sometimes God has to do something to keep people humble. God gave him a condition in his flesh, in his body, that kept him praying and kept him looking up to God for help. If God hadn't did that to bring him down, to keep him level with the ground so he wouldn't get a, above everybody else, Paul would have been looking down on people, smearing his nose up at folks. God had to keep him humble and keep him praying. Notice what the next verse said. He said, lest I should be a exalted little message, a messenger of Satan came to book me, lest I should be a exalted little message. And verse number eight said, for this thing I, I sought the Lord thrice, three times, that it might depart from me. I went to God three times, and I said, Lord, take this thing away from me. This condition that bothering me, that I really need you to heal me of this condition, deliver me from this condition. And uh, he said, I went to God three times about it. And verse number nine said, and the Lord said unto me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most glad is therefore I will rather glory in my infirmity that the power of Christ might rest upon me. And verse 13 said, therefore I take pleasure in infirmity and reproach and necessity and persecution and distress for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So what, what God did for Paul God gave him so much revelation, he had to give him something to keep him humble. 
I don't know. You know, if, if God bless all of us, bless you and I with everything we need, I mean, if, 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 if he gave us everything in, in the world that we wanted, what we really won't have, we probably stop praying. We wouldn't pray like we need to. A lot of things we wouldn't do no more if God gave you everything in the world you wanted. God gave give you some of the things you want, and then the rest of it, you got to keep on asking him for it. He'll never give you everything you want all, all in one package. He, gonna, he got a way of keeping, keeping us looking up to him, and I thank him for that. Keep me humble. Keep me looking up to you, and uh, keep me always getting on my knees and pray and asking for a little bit more grace. But if I had everything I ever wanted, I probably wouldn't pray. Why would I pray? I got everything I want. If uh, if, if 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 my body never uh, had an ache or a pain, if he blessed you that way, he probably would never pray. Lord, help this old body of mine. Help my knee, Lord. Help my shoulder. Help my arm. You wouldn't pray because there'll be no need to pray. God do what God does to keep us humble and to keep us praying and keep us from getting beside ourselves. And I thank him for that. He knows what we need. He knows exactly what you and I need. So this person right here that Paul talking about that he heard things that was utter that was unlawful for a man to utter and to see and to hear. And he was and this man was just endowed with revelation on top of revelation on top of revelation on top of revelation. This Paul was one of the most dynamic Speakers uh, in history, you know, just just awesome. But you know what? He had a condition that will keep him praying and keep him on his knees and keep him humble. What God have to do for you and I to keep us where we need to be? I don't want to go off track. I don't want to go to the left or to the right. So for the Lord to keep me on the right, uh, 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 the, 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 uh, the, the, the right path, keep me going in the right direction, he knows just how much I need, how much I can bear, how much he can give me without me uh, leaving the ship. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We don't want to leave the ship. And so this man, Paul, uh when he styled in his writing, he started off like he's talking about another individual who was blessed like this. But he's speaking of himself. God gave him vision and gave him revelation above any other. And to keep him humble, God allowed a messenger of Satan to come and buff him and give him a condition in his body. Now, men have gone and tried to say what the condition was that Paul had that kept him praying. There, there's a lot of ideals out there uh, uh, that, you know, men said what his condition was. The Bible said it was a thorn in the flesh. It, it didn't reveal to us what it was. But there, there were men and scholars who studied Paul's life. He did have a condition. He had a problem with his eyes. They said when he talked, his eyes just ran water all the time. And uh, he asked God for deliverance for this eye problem where eyes just run. It looked like, looked like he was uh, crying all the time when he was speaking and talking. There was one school of thought of something that was wrong with him. There were other schools of thought I want to get into what they said that condition was. That, but it kept him on and kept him praying. But you know, Whatever it was, we don't know the Bible, don't reveal it, but there's, there's many schools of thoughts out there uh, that, that that's try to uh, explain what they thought it might have been. Okay, uh, but anyway, God gave him a glimpse of heaven, and I think, I think, I think, a lot of us, you and I, going into twenty twenty four, I, uh, I want you to be encouraged uh, to get to know God more better, and try to catch on fire in twenty four. And twenty four, uh, part of my slogan is, I want, I want to love Him more in twenty four than I did in twenty three. Twenty twenty four, love God more. Okay, can we do that? Let's love it more in 2024 than we did in 2023. I'm trying to get closer in 24 than I was in 23 because we're getting closer to end times. So I want to love it more. I encourage you to love it more. And so Paul 
Now, one of the things that I know that really helped Paul so much was that this uh, glimpse of glory, this revelation that he had, gave him so much determination that he 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 wouldn't dare look back, dare go back, uh, you know, uh, to his old ways because. Once you see what heaven look like, you 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 know what's there, and you know the streets are made paved with gold. Why would you want to go back to the most dusted, dirty, asphalt, rocky road, or uh, a rough life that you're living when you know you ought to go on your way to a better place? So I'm asking God in 2024, uh, do something for for your people. There's a lot of people. A lot of my, my brothers and my sisters and brothers in the church and sisters in the church, I'm really asking God to do something for you in 2024 that will give you the determination that you need to put a pep in your step. Paul, when he got this glimpse, received this glimpse of, 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 of glory, it did something for him. You couldn't slow the man down. You couldn't stop the man from talking about the Lord. Man, he was on fire from God from that day going forward. So I'm praying and asking God, do something for your people. Help them catch on fire in 2024. And so this glimpse of glory caused Paul to really get on fire, catch on fire for the Lord, and want to do a work for the Lord. And so much so, he caught on fire so much that, turn with me to one more scripture, Bolivia. Turn forward to a few more pages here. The book of Philippians. Now, this is Corinthians. Paul wrote that. Paul wrote Ephesians. Paul wrote uh, uh, First and Second Thessalonians. We're going to uh, Philippians here. Uh, let's see, Philippians. Where are you? Yeah. Paul wrote the book of Philippians. He, he just wrote everything almost. Uh, so many books here 14 to 15. Uh, Philippians, the uh, third chapter, and verse 12. This glimpse of glory did so much to Paul that it, it, it made him pin this particular chapter and say the things that he said in this particular chapter. Let's see. Uh, I'll give you that. Let's see. Philippians. Philippians. I'm, in, oh, I'm on the wrong page. I'm sorry. Philippians, the third chapter. Uh, verse number eight. I started verse number eight. We'll read now. I see why Paul said what he said when, when he penned this particular chapter, because the glimpse of glory that he received, oh, the man was just on fire. Uh, verse 8 says, Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord. Now, Paul, hear this man saying, I count everything lost. This man was highly educated. One of the most educated men that, that there that there was in in Bible time, he said, I I count all those things lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ. I don't care about my school education, what I, what what Harvard or Yale or what college it came out of. He said that stuff ain't nothing. But he said I just count all that lost that I might uh, experience the knowledge of Jesus Christ, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them all but done that I might win Christ. So Paul said, all, all that I ever achieved in life, my education, my background, my, my teachers, my professors, and all the, all their life, all those people, all that I achieved and gained, he said, I counted done. D-U, see that? D-U-N-G. I count all that stuff done. And if you look up the word done, you know what done mean? Done mean waste material. Done is when we get through eating and we go to the bathroom, we we flush done down the toilet. Paul's are all about my education, everything I ever learned. I count this stuff. It ain't nothing but done. Nothing but done. It ain't nothing. I, I would rather have Jesus Christ. Then all that stuff right there, all the worldly things, all the worldly wisdom, it ain't nothing but dumb. Just flush it down the toilet because it won't get you nowhere. But the knowledge of Jesus Christ will. It'll save your soul. It'll let you experience heaven. You you too can uh, not only have a glimpse of glory, but go and be there in glory. 
Now, notice what he said. He just kind of all that done that I might win Christ. Verse number nine says, and, and, and to be to be found in him, this is what was so uh, 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 so amazing about Paul. Paul said, to be found in him, Jesus, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through uh, the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God. So Paul was more interested in being found in Jesus Christ than being found, uh, you know, in, in, in worthy wisdom and, and, and the worthy things that he could achieve with his background, his education. He wanted to be found in him. I don't know about you. I hope and pray. But I want to be found in him. I really want to be in Jesus. I want to know him. I want to be found in him versus uh, being well-renowned in the world. I'm going to tell you, a lot of these well-renowned pastors are going to bust here wide open. They're too big. They're too big. And they don't got beside themselves. They think they're not, they, they're above others, and they, they don't, they're not accountable to anybody. You know, who, who, who is uh, TDJ? Who is he accountable to? Look how big he is. 20-something Who he's accountable to? Nobody. He thinks he's his own man. But look, no matter where our life takes us, we all are accountable to God Almighty. And you know what? And, and every man, every boy, every girl, you know what What? what helped people? One day I'm, going to write, I'm looking forward to write a book. And the title of my book is just stuck in my mind. I can't get rid of it. The title of the book that I want to write for my life is all over is How to help people to change. And in this book, I already got a lot of subjects that I want to pen and write. And I know one thing, one way of how my study and how to help people change. You know how to help people change? You got to surround yourself with good people. And you have to be accountable to somebody, to somebody. Y'all hear what I'm saying? To help you change. From anything that you you're not satisfied with, if you got a bad habit, you 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 just doing some bad thing. If you really want to change and you can't, you need to surround yourself with somebody that you got faith in that's not there where you are, and make yourself accountable to them. All this is gonna go in my book when I write it, y'all. Make yourself accountable to them, and when I mean make yourself accountable to them, uh, let that person that you make yourself accountable to. Allow them to ask you the tough question. What did you do today? Uh, how things go today? Uh, how you dealing with that situation? How you do with that today? Oh, I'm 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 doing, and then you, I, I'm doing fine with it. I didn't I didn't take a drink. I didn't take a smoke. I got through the day good. You you made it through the day. Now you're gonna make it through tomorrow. So this is how you help people change. Make yourself accountable to somebody and let them ask you the tough question that uh, about the things that you struggle with. Don't get mad. Let them ask you. They ask you, did you drink anything? If you did, well, yeah, I took. And you gotta be honest with them. Tell them the truth. If you did, you I ate the whole pie. <laughs> Tell them the truth. This is going in the book. How to help people change? You got to be honest with them. And this was the wrong. This is what's wrong with a lot of our well-renowned pastors. They're not accountable to anybody, and nobody's there to ask them a tough question and uh, about their life and their struggles. Nobody's there to ask ask uh, uh, Bishop Jake, did you go to P Diddy's birthday party? So who's gonna ask him that? You 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 wherever now who gonna ask them that? Why did you go to P Diddy's birthday party? You know they drinking and smoking there, and you know women there. You know you, why would you go to that? You a big time bishop? Who gonna ask him that? Nobody. So he's really not accountable to anybody, and that's bad. You can mess up real big time when you're not accountable to nobody. Y'all follow what I'm saying? So here, Paul, back to my message here, Paul said, I want to know him. I want to be found in him. And verse 10 said, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. 
So Paul is saying, I count all this stuff dumb. I, I just want to know him. And, 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 and see, when Paul got this grip of glory, when he really got to know the Lord, it gave him the determination that he needed to do the right thing, to press on, to do the right thing, and stay, in the, stay, on, stay on the right path. So everybody really needs to, uh, that I might know him, you really, really need to get to know him more, love him more in 2024, 20, get close to God, and that I might, be, that I might know him. And the more I know him and the, the, about his power, what I know about his resurrection, I, I, I want to be in fellowship with him, the fellowship of his suffering, and, and, and being made conform, conformable unto his death. Verse 11 says, uh, if by any means I might obtain unto the resurrection of the dead. And so Paul said, if I really get to know him, or really understand the power and the resurrection and suffering that our Lord and Savior went through, you know, it, the more I understand what Jesus went through for me, what Jesus went through for you, the more I love him in 2024. And the more I love him in 2024, then that will give me a, a, a greater chance, uh, verse 11 says, if by any means I might obtain unto the resurrection of the dead. And that might give me a greater chance, opportunity to have, to, to be resurrected from the dead and go and be with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Am I making sense? The more I know about him, to make me, the more you know about a person, just, just think about this. Don't you know the more you know about a person, the more faith and confidence you can have in him, the more you will trust him, the more you will open up to him. I, 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 I'm a person, I'm like this, and I know some of you are like this too. I don't open up to everybody about whatever's going on with me. No, no. I mean, man, they could have they uh, 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 killed my dog and, and cooked my cat, and uh, I just won't open up and tell everybody about it. I'm not that kind of guy. but uh, when I know an individual, the more I know him, how well I know him, little by little, I can open up to that person because I got faith and confidence in them. That's the way it is with the Lord. The more you know the Lord, the more faith and confidence you have in the Lord, and you can open up with the Lord and share with him some of your most most uh, uh, intimate thoughts, you know, because you have a great relationship with him. And so I want you to get to know the Lord more. And the more you know him, the more comfortable you'll be with him. And the more you more you'll be willing to ask him to help you with uh, your day-to-day uh, -day, uh, struggles. Okay? Because we all have them. Now, let's go a little bit further. I'm almost done. Now, uh, Paul got this glimpse of glory. And it gave him such a great determination that uh, Check this out. Uh, that by, I might uh, obtain unto the rich resurrection of the dead. Verse number twelve says, "Not as though I have already obtained. No, I really haven't gotten there yet, y'all. I haven't really made it to glory. I'm not all that I want to be. I'm not there yet. Neither we're already perfect. No, I'm still working on myself. But but I but I follow after, if that I might apprehend that which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus." Verse 13 said, he said, now, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. I'm not there yet. I, I'm not yet. I haven't yet not yet arrived. But I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there, okay? Then he goes on. He said, but here's what we do. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before me. Now, this is 2024. I want to encourage you all, as Paul said, he, he experienced this glimpse of glory, and he had such a determination to go on and be with the Lord that he was willing to say, here's what I'm going to do. Forget those things that are behind and reaching forward for those things that are before me. I want to encourage you all, 2023 is gone. Ain't nothing we can do about it. Whatever was back there is back there. It's gone. It's over. Here we are, 2024. I'm looking, I'm looking uh, uh, forward and to see what God has for me in 2024. I know what happened in 2023. Okay, but now I'm looking to see what God got for me in 24. I want you to look and see what God has for you in 24. 
So, uh, uh, 2024, yeah, hope for the future, hope for this year, hope for tomorrow. I want to give you a good outlook on, it don't matter what the world say, you know, we all know we're facing an election, got to get another president, got to, are we going to keep the same president, are we going to get another president? That's, that's big and weighing heavy on some people's mind. It don't matter with me which your way it go, because I, I know who I serve and, uh, and I just want to know him. And if, if we keep our president we got now, okay, that's, that'll be okay. If if we get somebody else, uh, they'll be okay. Uh, but you know why they'll be okay? Because what God has for me is for me, and what God got for you is for you, and it don't matter what them fellas do. Y'all hear what I'm saying? And so I want you to uh, ask God to do something for you. I ain't worried about them boys. They already got their money, and they doing what they do. But I'm talking about me and you. Uh I'm asking God to do something for you in 2024. And for me in 2024, that will give us the uh, the energy, the enthusiasm we need, that I let nothing get in my way. I won't let anything turn me around. I ain't going to let nobody hold me up. Oh, I got to run on and see what the end going to be. In 2024, I'm just excited about the Lord and what the Lord is going to do in 2024. So I want you to be excited. Too. I, I, I don't care, you, uh, you know, uh, what happens. I'm not going to let anything turn me around, stop me from doing what I got to do in 2024 for the Lord. I want you to be that same way. Don't let nothing get in your way. So many things blocked y'all last year. from Y'all had great ideas. Great intentions, but you didn't do any of it. What good is that? What good is great ideas, great intentions, and can't do any of it? I have great ideas. I have great intentions, and I'm looking forward to doing something with this stuff in 2024. So 2024, I'm going to love God more. Looking forward to see what God has for us in 2024. What did God got for you in 2024? Uh, people that... Uh, let the word of God uh, motivate you. You know, some people need a lot of motivation. They, they need a lot of motivation to get them, get them uh, as, as they said, crunk. Get, get, get some people crunk. They just need a lot of motivation, a lot of pep talk to get them crunk. I, uh, I got I to, gotta, you know, and, and, and motivation is good. And to help people change, you know, all all that's good. You just need to be around some certain people that they can help you. I, I got a, a kick out of being a, a, a friend of mine the other day. Uh, I had to go go somewhere and do some business. Uh, what day that was? It was New Year's Day. And uh, a friend of mine, he was feeling some kind of way. And I was going to look at some things. Uh, I had shared with him. I'm going to look at it. And uh, he said, "Yes." Here what my friend said. He said, "You mind if I go with you?" I know he wanted. He needed to uh, uh, steal away and slip away. And uh, and I said, "Sure, yeah, yeah." You know what? And uh, sometimes you just need to hang with somebody for a little while to pull you up out of that. Uh, that that mm, that 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 low 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 that you might be in, the spirit of depresses, uh, depression, or the or spirit of uh, mm, about to give up, or spirit about to throw in the towel. Man, before you let yourself go there, you better go hang out with somebody. I I, I tell anybody, look, when you ever feel like giving up, you better call you somebody. You better give it somebody, somebody that can pour into you. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Get with somebody that can pour into your spirit. And so I got a kick out of that, and I encourage all of you all, if you ever feel low and like giving up, call somebody. Call me. Call your brother. Call your sister. Call somebody that can that can pour in you, into you and uh, fill your glass of water back up. You don't, you don't, you don't want to go out like that. And uh, sometimes I get that way. And I, and I, and I, I go in uh 
and get with somebody and get my glass filled back up, get me a refill. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm finna let you go. But notice what he said right here in verse 13. He said, well, brother, I count not myself happy to apprehend, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind. I'll I, I just forget about it. I ain't going to let the, uh, those things that are behind. Forget about that. And reaching forth for those things that are before me. In verse 14, he said, I press toward the mark uh, of the prize of the high call of God in Christ Jesus. So when Paul got this glimpse of glory, he was so excited, he willing to put everything behind him. I want to encourage you all, do the same thing. Put it behind you. Don't let that stuff, there's there some things that can happen in your life and things that can happen in your family, with your family, with your family member, with your loved one, with your children, with your husband, with your wife. There's some things that can happen that can pull all the fire out of you. You thought you had some fire. There's some things that can go on with them that'll take all the charge out of your battery. What you got to do? You got to get filled back up. You, you know, Words can words can can hurt you, cut you to your heart, and and uh and, and it don't take much uh for the devil to pull the fire, zap the fire out of your battery, and if he does, uh you 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 do what you know you have to do, go and get recharged, and uh, don't allow the enemy in 2024 to drain your battery. Be very very careful. Pray for your family, pray for your sisters, pray for your in laws and whoever they might be. But don't let those people pull all the fire out of your battery. Stay close to the fire. Now, Paul had this this glimpse of glory that he was so excited and on fire for the Lord. And uh, he said, I'm going to put everything behind me. Man, I'm going forward. I'm going forward in 2024. I want to encourage you all to go forward in 2024. And I'm going to give you this last scripture, then I'm going to let you go. This Old Testament scripture. Turn here for me. The book of Samuel, 1 Samuel. I'm going to let you go with this, then we're going to pray. 1 Samuel 30, verse number 6 and verse number 8. I, in 2024, I'm asking God to do something for you and do something for me. Uh, I want you to learn how to encourage yourself. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Learn how to encourage yourself. A good word from a friend is good. But what if he's nowhere around? What if she's nowhere around? You can't get to them. You're going to be in the low, low till you find them, until they come around? I want you to learn to encourage yourself. Check this out right here. In 1 Samuel 30 and verse number 6, let's see where I want to go. All right, verse number six. I don't, I don't think I need, but I, I had six to eight. Uh, but verse number six to do it. And David was greatly distressed. David was greatly distressed. Y'all see it? 30 and verse number six. He was greatly distressed. Sometimes we get like that. For the people spake of stone in him because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his son and for his daughter. But, somebody said, but God, but David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. When you get low, encourage yourself. You can talk to yourself. You know, I'm closing my book. Uh, I, I, I preached one time when I was down in Millington um, at El Tatum Church before I started pastoring. I preached a sermon, and I, and I, and I told the people, I said, look, it's okay it's okay to talk to yourself sometimes. Sometimes you got to talk to yourself. I do it. Come on, Thomas. You can do better than that. Come on, boy. You Come on now. You know you got this. You got this. It's okay to talk to yourself. But when I when I told them that, uh, all ears was perked up, eyes were open, ears perked up. I told them it's okay to talk to yourself. But now here's the problem when you start answering yourself. Now, that's a problem. I said, you can talk to yourself, but just don't start answering yourself, okay? So uh, I talk to myself from time to time. Come on, Thomas, boy, let's get it now. Let's get it. You can do this. You can do this. But I'm talking to myself. And you're not crazy about talking to yourself. But just don't start answering yourself, okay? When you start answering yourself, we're going to have to bring you to church, start knowing you with some oil. Don't answer yourself, but talk to yourself. Tell you that you can do better. You know you can do better. 
You come from a good family, and you can do better than what you're doing. I told my family, I know some family, I told them, y'all come from a good stock. You come from a good stock, good family. You can do better than this. You can do better. So sometimes you have to encourage yourself. I want to encourage you in 2024. Just encourage yourself. When you're feeling low, when you get down, nobody there to, to, to say what you need to hear, you say it. Say it until they get there. But in 2024, I will. I, I refuse to let people pull the fire out of my of my battery. Paul got a glimpse of glory, and he was so excited that he wasn't gonna let nothing stop him. And uh, I I want to. I'm that way. I'm. I want to be that way. I want to encourage you to be that way. Things is not all going every the way I want to go, uh, all the time the way I want to go. And it probably never will go all, all the way I want to go all, all the time. But you know what? I'm encouraged myself. There's a lot of things I, I like to see get better. But until it gets better, I'm going to just encourage myself. It's going to get better one day. Encourage yourself. Uh, Paul had a glimpse of glory. I got a glimpse of what God's going to do for you. I got a glimpse of what God's going to do for me. And that glimpse that he showed me and that I have, it gives me the energy to face what I got to face tomorrow. Face what I got to deal with tomorrow, the next day, and the next day, and the next day. That glimpse of 2024, it's looking good for you and for God's people. That's what I got for you. That's all I got. God bless you. All right, I hope I said something to encourage your heart. Paul had a glimpse of glory. I want you to have a glimpse too. Don't 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 say 2024 with all little doom and gloom. No, 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 no. It's gonna be all right. It's gonna be all right, y'all. It's gonna be all right. Why? Because Jesus said it's gonna be all right. Pastor Johnson personally thanks everyone for joining us for our midweek prayer and refuel service. We are located at 3002 Chelsea Avenue in Memphis, Tennessee. Services start at 11 a.m. and we would love to have you as our guest this Sunday. Join us. You'll be glad you did.